Hi, dear. Hi, Kyle. Welcome to How to Draw Without Dying, everyone. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Jer. I'm uh, I'm a uh, full-time f- software engineer who's been drawing comics since I was seven. And I'm Kyle. I'm a full-time comic artist, content creator, uh, thing-doer. Uh, podcast maker. Podcast maker. Let me know if you need things done. I need work. <laughs> so we're here to talk about making art and enjoying art and doing both of those things in the busy modern life because it's hard yeah oh yeah i was just gonna say Mm -hmm. it is very hard it is very hard. i agree (laughs) so yeah we've been we've been turning this into a podcast for a little while now we've been we've been streaming it for a year and a half i think something like that yeah and so we've got we've got an archive of clips if you ever want to go over to uh uh probably the better clip collection is over on twitch.tv slash uh you're way better at the clips than I am. I like the clips, but you're way better at the making it into a podcast. We, That's fair. We, we make a good team. At least we have so far. So the first thing I want to do is talk about art and making art. And today I want to talk about how your first drawing is bad. Mm-hmm. Kyle, did you did you ever start making art ever? I, 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 <laughs> arguably, <laughs> I've started many times. Oh, oh, that was not the answer I was expecting. Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what were you expecting? I, I don't know. I really didn't. I just, I, I just liked, I liked the rhetoricalness of that question. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I started real early, and um, the nice thing about starting really early, at least for for my case, is that um, that meant I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. I just, you and I run a uh, a comic artist club here in Seattle uh, called Seattle Independent Comic and Game Artists. We've had we've met a lot of people come through here. Quite a few. It's really preposterously common that people are just starting in art and scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a club for adults. We meet at a bar mostly, uh, co- occasionally coffee shops as well, and uh, and so mostly it's it's grownups showing up, and a lot of the grownups that show up, and definitely all the grownups that have become regulars over the years uh, are pretty confident artists. They make art mm-hmm. on a regular, you know, it's some kind of regular cadence, whether it's just filling a sketchbook or doing or making like painting models for a D&D club or uh, in, in the case of Yumi and and I think most of the, the, the current crew uh, working on a long form comic book or webcomic. Mm-hmm. And art confidence and art skill are two completely separate metrics on your character sheet. They they will they will go up at different speeds. So, in addition to like people that are have already found their confidence, have already built up that confidence meter and can just make art without worrying about it. There's a lot of people who haven't built up that confidence. And I mentioned separating the two because a lot of people don't do that. People think that being good at art and being confident at art are somehow intrinsically bound. Like you can't be confident at your art unless you're good at it. Now, I mentioned that mostly it's it's a club for adults, but occasionally we've uh we've been at coffee shops and people would bring teenagers or, or kids in, parents would swing by. I remember one time uh like there was a, a, cu- a couple of parents that brought their teenager in and they were trying to understand their their child's passion. And so uh I quickly figured out that okay, it's not the kid that needs my attention, it's the parents. So I put them through some drawing some some like beginner drawing exercises like okay, here's here's how to make here's my 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 well-rehearsed first first create your first comic character um crash course. They never came back. I there's there is definitely the, the case where like people are like, oh, will you take care of our child for us so we don't have to? No, absolutely yeah. not. Definitely not. No, that is not. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Nor should you. But also uh, what, we, what we have done is uh, the Washington uh, Library uh, Association actually reached out to our club and asked us to come and do uh, comic workshops uh, for for all ages every once in a while. So we we've, uh, you've been on some of those, right? I have at least at least two. Yeah, that's too much energy, and I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but it was fun every once in a while. We get a crew of us together and and just like answer people's questions. Yeah, and, and a lot more kids there. Um, 
here's what I notice having like, you know, hung out with kids who want to make art and adults who want to make art. Kids have no trouble. Mm-hmm. Kids just go. They they just they don't care if it's good. They just go. They put the pen. They make the shape. They do it. And a lot of them are very talented. A lot of them are just beginner. And it doesn't matter. They just have no fear. It makes me so sad that adults just seem to lose that. <laughs> what was it? Are you, you mentioned that you've you've had to start multiple times. What 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 do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, so I've been drawing since I was a kid. So. I started when I was a kid, yeah. But then I sort of fell off of it, and then you know college happened, and I I uh, I didn't go to art school, but I minored in in art, and so I sort of started again there when I decided to make of this light the first comic I made. I kind of had to learn how to do that from scratch, and yes, like each time I start, I'm building off of perhaps skills I practiced but some of the things i had to pull off were so divorced from what i'd already learned i might as well have been starting something new would you say that your first drawing sucked oh yes <laughs> i i i'd say uh many well that, that's what i'm getting most of most of my drawings have sucked and i'm yes, not even trying yes, to same. be self-deprecating yes yeah, same uh <laughs> i have uh, a shelf over here of um God, I think there's like 20 sketchbooks on there that I've actually filled. Um, and it took about half of those before I started being what what I now would call good. And I don't know, I kind of want to... Because words have meaning. What does, what does good actually mean in this conversation? What does it mean to draw good? That is a great conversation. Yeah, a, yeah. A great um, question. What what does what does being able to draw good mean to you? I would say it's the ability for my hand to match what's in my head. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. In that case, I draw bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my my art is still not where I wanted to. In fact, one of the one of the kickstarters I picked out today, like it is a hundred percent because the art is like that's what I wish my art was. That's what I wish I want to. Uh, I want to be, I want to go up in that direction. One of my catchphrases lately is, uh, has been, art isn't something you're good or bad at. It's a toolbox that you keep adding tools to. And I think that phrase maps really well to what you're saying about the many times that you've started in that you, you start and then you start from scratch at something and you build up and that, you know, what you built up there doesn't go away, but then you start something new and you felt like you were starting over. You still had those other skills. They just didn't help with this new thing that you're doing. So it felt like starting from scratch and sucking, but you were building up a second set of skills and then you start up something new and you add a third set of skills. And then over time, those things start to overlap and you start realizing, Oh wait, well I do have this skill from this other thing that I learned and I can add that to this. And, and the more, tools you have in your art toolbox the overall gooder your art gets i think not only is it important for new folks folks that want to do something creative to embrace the suck but that's not gonna happen just once it's fun because it's like i'm actually figuring i'm actually coming to this conclusion right now and it wasn't even where i was planning to get to today um what, every time I draw something new, every time I start in like a type of art that I haven't done before, I suck like all over again from scratch, feel like feel like the garbage. I think learning to accept that your your first drawing sucks is itself one of the things you need to learn to draw. Kids know this. Kids don't care. And then we become adults and kind of think that or feel like we should already know what we're good and bad at. I love when someone says, uh, I'm bad at drawing, because that's not probably what you mean. In fact, what, what, when an when adult says, I, I can't draw, I can only draw stick figures, I'm no good at drawing, any of these, these immediate assertions of, of their suckitude... They're usually either saying, I don't want to draw, or I want to draw, 
but have decided I can't. And I wish I could tell the difference. I usually have to ask people a couple of times because some people actually mean I don't want to draw. This is not a thing that I would enjoy. I would not enjoy doing this. I don't want to try. Uh, And that's fine. Uh, What's more frustrating is when a person would love to draw but feels like they don't have permission uh, when we were doing those library trips, I remember like what what I what I what I observed is that an adult who doesn't draw regularly or doesn't do art regularly needs three things to put their pen on the paper and actually begin drawing. Uh, number one is they need a pen, so you put a pen in their hand. You hand them a pen. Number two is they need permission, and this is where things are like no, don't worry about it. Just, no, we're not looking for good art. We're looking for, make, make some scribbles. Just go. Don't, don't, don't. And it's like, and, and like freedom from judgment is part of that. Like, let, like letting them know, no, you are allowed to scribble some stupid shit. Just, just do it. And even then, it's up to them to accept that permission. <laughs> and the third thing an adult needs is um, a little bit of structure. If you tell someone to draw anything, they'll draw nothing. So, I like I, I people need to say, uh, draw a stick figure. Draw, uh, yeah, my 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 common one is draw a stick figure. Now draw a stick figure that that looks like a different different character. Uh, and so now they've got a, a a writing prompt, so to speak. To a certain extent, I. I understand the anxiety with things. Oh, I absolutely do. Through, through, well, I mean, through through a lens of things that aren't drawing, like, oh, I don't want to go to that party because I don't feel like I have permission slash the social skills, that sort of thing. It's it's hard to actively go out and fail. Mm. <laughs> and as you said, starting something requires failing at it at least a little bit in the beginning. Like, I'm, I'm working on a page right now that I might totally scrap. I'm not even sure I really like this layout. I'm just here to draw. And honestly, I'm, I'm doing it for the practice as much as anything. Do thing paralysis. Do things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, I just create oh, I like a, a new. Uh, oh, I like that. Do thing, do thing paralysis. Oh, I miss doing vector art. I don't. I, actually, I, I don't actually miss miss that. Uh, I like it. Uh, it helps me. It helps me do things faster, honestly. Because if I do a line wrong, I can just cheat and make it right. It's it's funny for the like. I have the opposite effect for the same reason, which is that physical media helps me get shit done faster. Because once it's down, it's down, and I can't worry about it anymore. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that a lot from people, and. I, not how it works for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I was, I was, even when I was a digital artist, I always sketched first with pencil because I like the feel of pencil on paper. I like the physical. I, uh, no, that's what it was. Is I was, I was afraid to abandon Control Z. I was afraid to abandon uh, the 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 undo button because that's power. That's very powerful. I like it. It's I, I, it gives me gives me a good feeling when I can undo it and make it perfect, but I couldn't make it perfect. It was it was usually because, like, uh, what what I realized I was doing with a lot of that early digital work that sucked. Getting back to our first point, that um, I would drill in on something. I would zoom in on something and get that one thing perfect, but then not worry about the rest of it. And I had this very disjointed like you know you know those scenes in in ren and stimpy where um you know it's the it's it's ren and stimpy style and then they they zoom oh spongebob does it too where they do one freeze they would do one still frame of something just hyper detailed that was like a part of a character's body like their hand or it's just like their hand is just immaculate and the rest of them is just like what well it's whatever I don't really, uh, I don't view that the same way. Even here as I, I draw, undo, and redraw the same line a few times. I, that, that's not to say that, like, it, how, however you make art is how you make art, of course. Uh, I, I, I mean, like, I like the power. <laughs> uh, 
I, I also think I have a good feeling for when I, I, I have a good, good enough meter. Like if I'm spending too long redrawing the same line, I will eventually just do, you know, do what I need to do to move the page forward. Uh, which I, I think that's a hard skill for some people. So, uh, in work news, yeah. I have officially sent off the Punchline of Death books to the printers. Yay! Was it horribly and expensive? I well. uh, actually, I, I managed to get the price down. Should be um, about what I was originally expecting from my initial printer. So, hopefully, it's good. I thought even with this place, it was going to be above budget. Um, I think I might have actually been looking at their hardcover prices, which is interesting to me because that means their hardcover prices are way more affordable than anywhere else I've ever seen them. So possibly a good thing to know for the future. I should print some books. I've got some books. You do. I'd love to help. That would be nice. I know how to do the whole damn thing. I just have always done the whole damn thing myself. I like this notion of of help. Yes. I, I needed I needed our good friend Plothold C's help to lay out the books this time. It was mainly just I, I had too much pressure on me and it was just not getting it, it was not getting done, especially with all the other stuff I had on my plate. And uh yeah, that that was very helpful. <laughs> uh but, 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 but. no, I can handle layout. I, it's that's that's one of my powers. Uh it's it's the um it's the logistics that exhausts me. For good reason, the logistics are hard. It sucks. I don't like it. Then maybe someday one of us will get good at promoting <laughs> and distributing. Uh, we need to we need to look at um, getting our books into into bookstores. I have some thoughts on that. I was actually planning on talking to a couple of, uh, especially once I get, have the new books in hand. Uh, well, there's there's a bookstore slash cafe I, I've been going to almost weekly uh, for a writing group that um, was only like, hey. Got any room on your shelves for a local comic artist who's a frequent patron? Yes, no. That'd be nice. I want, I would like to go bigger. Legit. Yeah, I would like, I would like to be out there where people can find it. Uh, Cause that's actually like, cause that's the, the one thing that you get from like a mainstream publisher is distribution is just done. They, you know, now <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Uh, funny joke, but uh, they, oh well, I, I, I've, I've had some friends who that has. Not well, that's where I'm going. Is like you, you. All right, depends on the publisher. Depends on the distributor. But they have distribution channels in place. Presumably, mm. a place that that publishes and sells a large number of books has the, the the contacts and the calls and the shipping and the and the and the and the transport and the and the distribution to put those books in the stores so that that people can buy them um different publishing companies are different good goodly at that um and then the other thing and then and this is this is more to uh I think like your uh certainly our indie bias is that uh the volume that they print and put out is up to you uh especially for first time and, and early or early uh, like like publish early, early creators is that like oh yeah we'll give you a shot and and toss you to the wind um and again different different publishing houses have different different philosophies on this uh but you know there is a business sense to this uh we'll we'll, we'll spend this much on you to to print you distribute you advertise you but you are you know, only worth this much because you are brand new and no one's going to catch you. Well, this thing that is our hot title, we're going to print hundreds of thousands of these because we know it's going to sell. We don't know that you're going to sell. And then it's up to that creator to hit the bricks and promote and network and, 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 you know, build them up the same as it is for indie people, which is, I think like one of the things that you uh, point out pretty regularly is there's only so much you'd get from that deal. Some of it's worth it, some of it's worth it more for some than others. Uh, some of it's not worth it. And we've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I like it's it's funny because despite 
like I'd say you're more pro indie than me, but I'm more anti. Uh, yes. Uh, anti establishment than you. <laughs> that yeah, that's accurate. And I think part of it is that like um, everything is a tool for for the job. Like, do, do I want? You know, do I want the metric Allen wrenches or the Imperial Allen wrenches? <laughs> do I, yeah, do I, do I want a screwdriver or a hammer? Uh, it's, it's pick the right tool for the job. And yes, I am definitely heavily indie biased, but uh, the, the industry is there. It exists. It is a tool that is available to some, and it might be the right tool for certain people. I think. I feel like there's more value in being objective about what you can and can't get out of a uh, a industry publisher's uh, deal and what the costs and the risks are and what the what you'll have to add to that deal like you know what 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 work are you going to have to do to make this work I'd rather be really objective about that rather than antagonistic because I think that if if they are in fact a shitty deal, being objective about it is just going to bring that to the obvious surface. Oh, see, the I spent the earliest parts of my career thinking I was going to go all all industry with with my art, mm-hmm. um, and the problem is it's very hard for a writer or a artist to tell if you're going to get screwed over when you go with the industry because they're not going to be upfront about it. And it's one of, like, like all power systems, even if they do something messed up, they're going to have the resources to stand up against you in court. Um, whereas you're going to have to put everything on the line in order to even hire a lawyer. Uh, so that's why I like I honestly can't in good faith advise people to go work in the industry when building a indie career is there because it's just safer in my my opinion. Uh, I, I've I've seen so many horror stories happen to people I care about, I, and I say so many. I, that, that's a bit hyperbolic. Uh, three. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. You'd have three nickels, but it's kind of weird that it happened three times. <laughs> yeah, it's more than two, and uh, I I I will say like I've seen three horror stories and zero good stories from people I personally like am close with. Uh, there, there are some like one or two, I'm seeing one playing out right now. There, there's one or two, um, secondhand, but anyone I've, I've personally interacted with, uh, or interacted with anyone I'm personally close to, it's always gone really badly. Um, so that's, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm the way I am for a reason is what I'm saying. Yeah. You've, 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 you've lived this. Uh, I, um, I am definitely indie bias. I'm not going to stop someone if if they've made an agreement and they've pursued something and they say this is they've decided on their own that that like no uh this this industry contact this publishing deal is is good for me. I'm not going to stop them. Uh if someone comes to me and says I would like to print a comic book, I am only going to present indie publishing <laughs> options. And, and also, boss, that's because that's what I know. You know, I know I know how to do that, and I, I've done it myself. Most of my friends have done that, and and have been pretty successful with it. So, it's like like that is definitely my area of expertise. And uh, and so, like, yeah, if you come to me saying I would like to make a comic book, you're going to get indie advice from me. Um, in fact, if you say I would like to be in the industry, I will tell you what little I know. And point you in directions of those more knowledgeable than me. Uh, if, if, if like, if, because if, if your stated goal is, no, I would like to be an industry comic book artist, cool. I am not going to use my bias to, like, argue against that. Uh, I, I, I have a particular set of skills, and if they're the skills that could be useful to you, uh, I'm happy to share. 
I mean, I've got my like inflammatory online bias or my my inflammatory online response to that, but really the like because I can tell with like some friends who are still pursuing the um, industry published thing, uh, like. All I can do is when it comes up, I just be like, "Hey, you sure you haven't thought about crowdfunding?" <laughs> That's about all I got. Do you remember when you were talking about uh, uh, hmm? When when you were talking to uh, certain folks uh, that you knew who were of a of a conservative nature, or let's say a politically divergent <laughs> nature. <laughs> and the young ones became uh, quite irate and argumentative, but the older ones were more like, ex- at least would listen to what you had to say. I I was talking about my family. We can say that. Okay, but I don't yes. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I use the indefinite until until told otherwise. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Where it's just like I I I don't feel like the inflammatory approach is going to do anyone any favors. And here's the th- and and on that note, actually, I've had people come through the uh, the comic club uh, who were building an industry portfolio, and um and and like we're just like I am I am reading what is expected of an industry portfolio. I am putting it together. I am grinding my skills to be an industry con- contributor. And and this is is what I'm doing, and I'm like, that's awesome. Your art is awesome. That's really cool. Good luck. And then they tried to convert me, and I said no, <laughs> and took many issues, because uh, I'm thinking one person in particular was like, um, they didn't see the other paths. There was only that path, and. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, in my case, like I can. It, would I actively see some of my friends suffering from doing the same thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. I get frustrated, and I can't make them make their choices. That's that, and that's fine. And I've like learned that lesson, but like. I can still complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's also my right as their friends. <laughs> and it kind of leans into the other art topic I put on uh, tonight's docket if we, uh, to, to talk about if it came up, is um, that sometimes people are way better artists than you. And that's fine. Uh, that industry guy? My God. My God. He was very good at the thing. It was, it was, uh, he did excellent artwork. It was very pretty. Uh, all of his proportions and 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 the and the perspectives were uh, like spot on. Like the detail was like like exactly the right. He used his blacks compositionally, which is the thing I really wish I could do. Um, that's the thing I need to work on. Let me say it that way. And and it's just yeah, those are those are comic characters drawn perfectly, ready for industry good. Um, and and I'm thinking about this as I uh. As I think about my own art, and I think I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm a pretty good artist. Yes, Fanak, I would like to see. I would like to see the summer, the Doig Swift summer drawing that you're working on. Uh, links, links should be totally safe. Um, I think I'm a pretty good artist. I'm pretty. Co- I'm pretty happy with my art. I'm pretty confident. I think like anything that I don't like about my art was is within my power to build. You know, like I know I can grind up a skill or practice a technique or or you know just practice. I know what practice I need to do in order to improve into the places that I want to be. But I I would generally consider my my skill level to be pretty good. I think I'm a pretty good artist. I'm looking at Kickstarter and looking at comics and uh and and things are that my god, oh my god, there's ah your ah, the talent is powerful and strong and you really the writing is really good and uh, and the comic the art is just beautiful and it's super oh this was made by five people (laughs) 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 hey 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 this this comic book needs needs a writer and an editor and an artist and 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 an inker and a colorer and a letterer oh fuck Oh, I'm. I've just got me. It. Mm-hmm. It just me though. 
to a certain extent that's why i understand like collabs but like in my case i like i kind of want to be in charge of everything yeah, myself that, i mean um, you know d- making a team means means dividing the creative vision uh, yeah 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 and 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 when you are making a team like that you want everyone to contribute you don't want to dominate and and micromanage if if you're the writer and you're writing for an artist you want that artist to have a piece of this that you have you want them to have fun and and put what they're doing into the thing and and to to like overlord over them and say no it must it must follow my vision um well i hope you're paying well yeah <laughs> Uh, K Penguin laughing. Oh, oh, it was made by five people. Is a mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked late two nights this week, and I'm very proud about all the stuff that I got. I worked late yesterday because I was bored. I like, I was like, not even in the mood for a video game, and it just was easier to just do a little bit more work than start anything else. And then it was 10 p.m. No one asked me to. I just, I just kept working. That, um, shouldn't do that. Probably, probably shouldn't do that. And I, uh, so I'm, I'm sort of starting a my my second phase of 2022, and uh, got a new stream schedule, got new like stuff on my Patreon, starting a new project, um. But man, am I not like I'm? I'm <laughs> the second half of this year is going to be rough. I've I've got myself an official two day weekend finally, but like, uh, self employment can be very stressful. Yeah, Kimmy brought up something that that you and I have talked about recommending co- contracts for collabs. Not that I've any have done any yet, but I've heard enough horror stories that went went like we didn't anticipate that our writing relationship would change, and then we realized X had all the power. Working relationship, got it. Um, yeah, uh, you and I had a big conversation about that a while ago. I'm definitely, I'm sure I have it saved, but, um, cause you actually have an incredible, like working relationship with some of your closest friends and, and you are pretty confident that, uh, that you've got this. And uh, like, especially when when it comes to like you and Fable, it's just like you. I I know that you two can fight and still be okay. That's that's a good sign. Yeah, I to a certain extent, <laughs> I I think this might be a um, frankly a result of a changing job landscape in general, um, because the amount of money being given in gainful employment has been going down so much that favor trading is worth more. (laughs) I like this. I'm not sure I... Well, I mean, like, I guess I kind of do, but I don't know. Like, I've... Like, two months ago, I made a realization that, like, working for minimum wage in my home, like, my my original birth state of Indiana didn't pay you enough to pay for gas. And then, uh, like, a month later, uh, Russia happened, and now gas is, like, $3 a gallon more expensive than it was back then. And you kind of realize it's not even, like, I, I have friends who are realizing that it is literally cheaper to stay home than to work at a, a like, a, I mean, a, a entry-level job or a retail job, which is all they have access to. Right. And uh, it, it, you make more money by just kickstarting a comic with your friends. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, K Penguin asks, lol, but is your relationship, quote, Genshin Impact Gambling, quote, proof? Oh, my God. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, uh, so so Kimmy's <laughs> referencing a, a it was a Persona fanzine, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the like lead editor just used the entire budget on on Genshin Impact and Takeout. There was a I don't remember what video game studio it was, but like the the head just like the project died because the head basically just spent every day just playing WoW in his office. Well, see, here's the thing: is uh, that sort of shit happens uh, in the industry too, and it happens in uh, turns out no, normal employment, boring employment. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, I I I think it's fine. 
I, I think it's okay to trust people that you trust. And you know, sometimes it, you, know you might get burned, but... You know what? Being burned is actually not the end of the world. You learn from it. And sometimes you learn the wrong lessons. <laughs> but it's... Hey, I, mm, not talking about politics. Oh, I was... Uh, no, I was. Of, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hey, you want to go to the comic shop? Sure. I guess it's that time. Wow. Oh, we're doing good tonight. Uh, what are you working on tonight? Trying to work on the first page of Of This Light, Chapter 4. It might not work, though. <laughs> the, the drawings are being hard, but they are the first drawings of this chapter. All right, today is June 30th, 2022, and I found some cool comics that are being kickstarted, and you should check them out because they're cool. And I'm going to start with Wordsmith uh, by, Stephen, by Stephen Koch and crew. This is interesting. Um, one of the things that I look for on a Kickstarter is that it has a good, like, succinct summary of the plot. This one didn't, and I kind of had to weave one together from bits and pieces here and there. Uh, and and on top of it, it's it's also the fourth chapter, and all they're talking about is the fourth chapter. I'm new to it, and so I I don't know. I don't know. But I do know a little, and here's what I know. Uh, Words, Wordsmith is a steampunk fantasy adventure where words can come to life. The story follows Victoria, the Wordsmith, and her best friend, Sparky the Dragon. Victoria and her friends find themselves in the icy northern city of Draklan in the middle of an explosive situation. Haha. Let's see. Uh, they, meet, they meet Katina, uh, the little sister to their friend Dimitri. She's not just, uh, she's one of the, let's see. She's not just one of the best mechanics in Darkland, but also an amazing inventor who loves adventure. Hot on their trails is a spy named Francesco, who's been ordered by to bring Victoria back to his boss by any means necessary. Okay, the, so we're jumping into the middle here. And the lady gets really cool steampunk wings, which is dope. I'm super interested in this. I want to read it. I wish I knew more. But I know the art is pretty. I love this art so much because it's like it's you know, I was mentioning earlier that like I, I consider myself a pretty good artist. This is like the direction I wish my art could go in. I love it. I can see the the through line. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. OK, where are we at? So it's it's uh, created by it's written by uh, Stephen Koch, uh, artist P.R. Daedalus and colorist Peyton Freeman. And where are we at? I think this one's doing great. Yes, it is. Uh, translated from uh, Australian dollars, we are at uh, $7,300 of a $4,100 goal. Speaking in, in American dollars, in, in freedom units, as we do here, because that's where we're from. And um, so, yeah, doing great. This is, so this, this is awesome. This is clearly like the fourth one in the series. So, so the, the original uh, people who have backed this before are coming back to support it. So, and here I am, brand new, jumping in. Next up, I have Rainia, Pink Morning by Rudy Ocasili Henry. I do my best with the names. If I mispronounce your name, please let me know and I will correct it next week. Let's see, Rainia is a young woman with an unusual magic, with unusual magic powers traveling with her surrogate father, Vivek. Her world is filled with people like her called alts, people who can alter reality to different degrees. Uh, a catastrophic event caused Reyna to lose control of her powers and set in motion changes that affected the whole world. Reyna and Vivek begin a journey to find a way to deal with the fallout and hopefully set things right. So the goal of this story is to set, create a basically a superhero who is is like whose powers best are are intrinsically bound to dealing with grief, anxiety, inner turmoil, isolation, uh, and 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 like just dealing with that and coping with that and growing and healing. So this is a really interesting project. I like, I love superheroes. I just hate the industry ones and because they're boring. And so I love when people are doing more interesting and unique and and imaginative things with the concept of of person got magic powers and can do cool stuff we are oh just started uh, only 14 backers but we just started uh, looks like today so um we're looking for translated to american we are looking for 2800 dollars, and we're only at 400 dollars, but just brand new so just the it looks like it's uh it's from british pounds so 
Just needs just needs some attention. Just needs some eyes on it. That's a completely reasonable goal. I think they can make that. Next is Frozen Angel Symphony by Josh Gorfain. Oh, this is an intro. Where's some art? Where's some art? Where's some art? Where's some art? There's no art. All right, I guess we have to stick on the top. Guys, give me more art. Eh, little bits of art. Okay. Welcome to New Arcadia at the World. I wish that was bigger. Okay, let's read about this. The rain-slick streets of the city reflect... Uh, let's see, reflect the neon signs of apothecaries, bathhouses, and inns in a dirty light. Assassins stalk the city, working at the back, uh, the beck and call of the guilds, while adventurers delve deep into the pit, seeking out treasure and a chance to kill infiltrators from a prior age or some horrific dimension. Aberrations, who remember the time when they ruled the planet in millennia past, uh, like it was yesterday, seek to return to their dominance. In back alleys, a black market cybertech Cybertech replaces a monk of the golden hand's arm with a mithril prosthetic limb, allowing her to strike harder and faster, all to the gain glory and coin for the monastery in the underground, underground gladiatorial pits. A wizard hacker plums the depths of astral space, trying to infiltrate the dark stores of mega guilds to find the next big score so they finally pay off their blood debt to the minor deity who is trying to increase their divine portfolio. This is the world of New Arcadia, an exciting world of high magic, high tech, and low life. Mm, that's a good intro! Ah, that's strong! I love it! It's a really strong last line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a, a strong intro is gonna get me, like, get me good every time. Again, pretty new. Uh, still a month to go. And we're looking for uh, 7,500. Uh, we've got a, a, about 1,000 so far. Definitely needs more attention. Definitely needs more love. Definitely really cool. That sounds sick. I hope I get to read it. And then last up this week, I have uh, The 13th Labor by David Gay and crew. Now, this one's got everything. <laughs> this thing's got <laughs> everything. Um, let's see. The story of Hercules and his 12 labors is familiar even to the most casual fans of mythology. What is less familiar is the story of his greatest labor, the 13th labor, the one that rips Hercules thousands of years into the future where his bloodline is at its end and the fate of Earth lies in the hands of his final descendant. Look at these bird guys and these lizard snakes. And they're fighting. Uh, let's see. Set against the backdrop of an intergalactic tournament of champions, the 13th labor is the story of a demigod seeking forgiveness for his past and a 16-year-old girl who, in order to save her home, must find solace of her own. Uh, written by David Gay, uh, drawn by Arturo Mesa, and lettering by Tom Nap Napoliti Nap Napolitano. I try my best. This is, okay, you remember earlier I was talking about how it's like, oh my God, that's so much better than what I do, and this is so cool, and everything's great, and it's like, ah, yes, a team. <laughs> <laughs> a squad, you might say. Yes, that would that would make a good, a good comic, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Where are we at with this? Uh, okay, looking for uh, 3,100, uh, translated from Australian to, to U.S., and we're almost at uh, 1,200. So, good start. Uh, 23 days to go, 40 backers. Just needs more. Just needs more people. Good. Look at these. Look at it. You know what? If, if, if you like it, but you don't, if you like it, but not enough to back it, share it. Post to put, you know, put it to someone else and maybe someone else will back it. Cause that, these guys need the, they need the, the, they need the eyes of the project almost as bad as they need the money. So, uh, yeah, share this stuff, point it out. And, um, if they did want to share it, Kyle, where, how would, uh, what, what's a good way to do that? Uh, and the notes, the podcast, all of the links will be available there. Uh, you can also get the links on, uh, on my uh, Twitter, which is at Iron Oki. Uh, I will be posting out links to these all next week. And we're back. I love doing that thing. I love to, I see so much cool stuff. I mean, so much cool stuff. It is, and it, it is cool to see how it, many new projects are, it, are always getting funded. And I spend all constantly. my money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on that, actually, uh, when I didn't want to make it part of the bit just yet because it's not ready. Um, I am, I need to, I have a Kofi. It's also at, it's also at Iron Oki. Um, I have a good job and I mostly don't 
need to ask people to support all of this fun stuff. But uh, I probably should because I put a lot of work into it. And so I've been, uh, I've been avoiding that for a good long time. Um, and then I realized that I'm spending way, way too much kick, like backing Kickstarter books. So uh, I, I dialed that way back. I set myself a budget. So I, I, don't, I don't back them all. I back just, just a couple uh, and, and stick to a budget. So here's my justification for all of it is that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna polish up my my um, I'm gonna polish up my Kofi page. I'm gonna let people start supporting me through Kofi, and I will that the 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 support I get through Kofi will go at least for a long long while directly into me getting my hands on more comics because I want more comics and I can't afford them all. I want them all, you guys. I want them all. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to help me, like, like support all, all the all the guys that I talk about, uh, that option will be available very soon. I need to I need to put it together. Just need to just need to do the the the, the logistics of the page. Uh, crowdfunding's hard. On that note, I um, I know a lot of friends who are like, oh, I have a job. I don't necessarily need the money, so I'm not. I don't have a Patreon up or anything, and like. I don't know. On one hand, I get it, but on the other hand, now you're making cool stuff, and then... it's one of those things that it's like it's not even just for me. You know, um, I think artists should ask for support. I think artists should get paid for their work, and uh, I've got all of this down to a routine. Uh, my comics go very slowly, but they go steadily. You know, I I get I get pencils and ink on the paper a little bit each week um uh, we do two streams a week um it's like there are times when i have felt like this is a second job because i like it but i care about it i want to do it good i want to i want to do a good thing for you guys uh and myself and so i think i should do the do the uh hey please support me thing because i think others that are doing this should do the hey please support me thing because they deserve it i don't know it's weird watch watch me try and justify it because of it's because because i'm not entirely comfortable about the idea so i mean like uh, yeah I, i i think that's one point yes is that like the more people who do it legitimizes it for people who do need to do it. Uh, the people who are going to donate are going to donate because of you. So it's not like you're taking money away from other creators. No, I know, other I know creators. that. Um, yeah, no, hmm. And, and yet, and yet, and yet, my initial <laughs> justification is give me some money that I can spend on other creators. <laughs> But actually, uh, there is actually a little bit more to it than that. Is that like um, ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month? Like, like I have a good day job and I don't really need twenty bucks a month. But if I have a specific budget for how much I spend on Kickstarter, twenty bucks suddenly becomes meaningful. It becomes important to me because that is um, something I can now, uh, like, I will get, you know what, you're actually paying me in comic books. <laughs> uh, you know, jumping through some hoops here, but like, like, and, and, and that's a thing that I, I want more of because, and, 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 you know, it feeds me because it feeds my brain because I like the comic books and I like the indie stuff and I like the diversity. Uh, and, and so then I get it in my hands and I get to talk about it with you guys and, and get all hype about it. And it's, 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 it, it's, it's all actually meaningful at this point. Whereas if, if I had like five bucks like coming in, it, you know, just just for me, just for like my wallet. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not excited about that. That's it. That's it. Is it like tying this all together? Is gets me actually excited about it, and that excitement means I'm actually going to do it. I'm just sort of reminded when I first got my Patreon set up, and I was still working at the bank, so I had a job. I was making enough at the bank to get by, but and I set up a Patreon not so much expecting people to donate to it, but just to have it there. For the future and people found it and donated to it anyways and that made me very <laughs> uncomfortable 
but I do think that was like a that that early support was something I really needed to get going and and continue with my goals. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's important. Let let people support you. Let people pay you. Kyle. Yes. You 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 made Tamago sushi. Right. Yes. Uh, not quite. Uh, so I, I could cook an egg. <laughs> yeah. But. But tamago is very particular. Tamago being just the, just the Japanese word for egg, but like tamago sushi is a very particular little bit of 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 like like scrambled omelet. It's really good. It's got a it's really specific texture. It's you got to yeah. Mm-hmm. I I am I am so close to getting it right. I I think I've got the flavor mostly right. It it is the texture that is the hard part, and I still like I'm so close, so close because like I now know what I need to do. like. I, I think the hard thing is like figuring out when when to roll the omelet into the particular shape necessary to make it t- tamago. Because if I do it too late, it just becomes like a spiral of egg. <laughs> but if I do it too early, it doesn't cook all the way through. A spiral of egg. I like that. Uh, Kimmy actually made a really good point, uh, and it and it really sums up exactly like why I'm so apprehensive about starting my 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 own crowdfunding or not crowdfunding but like like what do you call what's the word for it for the for the kofi is it still crowdfunding that's crowdfunding i I guess so i think of crowdfunding specifically as the kickstarter drive to get to make this product um that's because they're both the same community support i think (laughs) is is probably the the what i'm referring to but like yes you know the um not subscribe but yeah it is subscribe whatever kofi patreon uh Kay Peng was saying, I, feel, I think my fear is that people who are pledging to my Patreon are disappointed, uh, are disappointed or, or that they would resent it if they knew I had a comfortable day job. Yeah, that's exactly where this is coming from. That's exactly where it's coming from. Because, like, I, I'm very, I love my job. I'm proud of my job. I've got a really great career. Um, it's, it's, it's tough for me to accept that I'm, that this other thing that is a very serious hobby is also worth something. I know many creators who do have serious day jobs, and it's fine. Um, also, like especially in your case, Jared, you're very upfront about oh, yeah. your day job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's part of my online character, honestly. So you're not deceiving yeah. There's, there's no you're, there's no shock or surprise in this, but yeah. I think transparency about what you use the money for is important in those cases. Um, That's a good point. Which again is something you're doing. Um, in your case, Kimmy, like you, you know. Printing a comic is gonna cost money. Yep, 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 yep and yep, yep. you you do have other like human life reasons for that money and other things you can do with that money besides print a comic. So, do you know what it reminds me of? Is um, uh, when my grandmother was alive, uh, and, and right up and you know I'm I'm like uh, she died when I was in my thirties, right? And um, right up until the end, she would still send me uh birthday cards with with a ten dollar bill in it. And like, I don't need 10 bucks, <laughs> but, but I liked, you know, it's, just, it's, it's still, it's still grandma money though. <laughs> so no. And so what I did and cause I wanted to, I, it's not that I felt bad. It's not that there was anything wrong with it. I just wanted it to mean something. Um, and so where I went with that was, uh, I started like pen palling with my with my grandmother and just like get i went to get uh, some postcards good old-fashioned postcards just put the put the postcard stamp on it which is cheaper than a regular stamp and just write on a postcard to my nana about whatever just whatever right just just that i'm writing to her and uh and so i did that as often as i remember to and um which is i kept that up for a while um and then when she'd send me something for my birthday she'd send me ten dollars for my birthday i just tell her what i bought with it and on the next postcard, it's like, yeah, I want to get ice cream. Thank you notes are something I need to do more. And, <laughs> and like, I think there's that amount that, you know, is, as an adult, you just connect with your family. And uh, and I feel very proud about, like, having this, like, like late, late life connection with my Nana and, and like, in, the, in, the, in her last decade or so, where it's, like, I, her, her grandson, who's completely an adult, actually, just, like, would, would write her. And uh, uh, my uncle was, uh, was living with her and taking care of her, and he just lived, would let me know. It's like, you know, she loves it. <laughs> I said, actually, it did mean the world to her. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's authenticity that I'm after. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you know it. I know I know Kimmy knows it. This is this is this is like one of those things that I've I've, I've you all all of my friends have heard this rant many times. But um, don't get me a gift. Don't get me a gift for my birthday. Don't get me a gift for Christmas. I will not get you a gift for your birthday or your Christmas. I will come to your party. I might bring food and and drinks. Uh, I will have a good time with you at your birthday party. I will not bring you a present, and you you should not get me a present. Because uh, presents are cool when they mean something. But when they're an obligation, they're bullshit. When when I feel like I need to get you a gift, it's gonna be garbage. And when you and every gift that I ever received that someone felt like they needed to give me a gift, I don't want to keep this. I don't need this. This is stuff that just I'm not gonna. And then I have to lie. I have to pretend that I like the thing because you got me a gift, and I hate to lie. It feels bad in my stomach. Uh, and so this led to aggressive honesty about the matter. Um, <laughs> and and there is the the transcendent level of this, which is that uh, honestly, the, the rate is about once every other year, I get an actual gift from a friend. And it's usually a very close friend that knows me really well. And that friend gets me a thing that it, it was it wasn't even that they like needed to get me a gift. It's that they it, like the, the party was coming up and they said, oh, my God, that is perfect. And they got it be- not because they needed to get me a gift, but because they found the perfect thing. Uh, this leading to uh, probably my favorite gift delivery in my entire life was uh, our friend Kariska. She, uh, we were at, I was at my old house. I was doing a barbecue and, um, and, and everyone was there. No one brought me a gift and that was great. And I was, I was, I was cooking up food and, and Kiri loves coming to my parties because I always make lots, lots of good food. Kiri shows up a little bit late, drops like a, oh no, no, it's in the other room. I, I do, I have it. It's, it's actually like decorating the other room. She drops a, uh, uh the Pokemon Mawile, like a little plushie that's on like a keychain. She just like walks past me, drops it in my lap, unwrapped, and then goes straight to the food. <laughs> and, and like, I do remember yes, this. And, and Mawile is my favorite Pokemon and there's not that much merch of it. And, and, uh, Kiri just happens to like, love collecting Pokemon merch. Uh, uh, their favorite is, um, uh, Lapras, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's like, it was just a conversation about, Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite Pokemon doesn't have all that much merch. And so it's just like, Hey, I found one drop and then just go straight to the food. It's like, yes, that's how you give a gift. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, in, in general, don't just don't just don't. I have to say, I definitely feel similarly, again, for, for different reasons. The the art of finding someone a gift is one of the most stressful things I can think yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I, I'm fine if my gift is that, if, if your gift to me is that I just don't have to get you. It's exactly <laughs> it. That is my gift to you. My gift to you and everyone is freedom from the obligation. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. The second you start worrying about it, oh, God, I got to give Jared a gift. Wait a minute. I don't. <laughs> That's your late birthday present. <laughs> but also, I'm trained to reciprocate somehow. <laughs> it's funny that you. It's it's funny that you say that you were trained. I think we all were to because because mm-hmm. we're consumers. We consume. 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 Consume more. Consume. Uh, or maybe stop consuming entirely and watch the whole thing collapse. I like. I support. Sorry. I support that. I think we should do that. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about before we finish up? We were feeling like finishing up. What do you think? Um, What's on your mind? What is on my mind? Uh, I've got a new stream schedule. What's okay? That's actually important. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what's your stream schedule, and where do people find you? Uh, well, uh, so now the Bats and Bones Art Show is officially moved to Sundays instead of Fridays. I think it'll be better for everyone. Uh, and still TBA on my my game streams, but I'm kind of expecting them to be Monday nights now when I do them. Um, you can find me at Kneerbridge on most things, including, but not limited to, uh, patreon.com slash Um, 
that that's a place where I need people to go and throw me some dollars so I can keep doing this and making comics and stuff. Please feed to Kyle. Uh, let's see. I uh, you can find me uh, uh, on Twitch and t- Twitter at Ironoki, I R O N O H K I, and um, and at my website. That's where I put all my comics. Is jer.art, J-E-R dot A-R-T. Uh, I have a bunch of comic pages that I need to finish up and put uh, put finishing touches on and actually start updating. Which, uh, if you follow my Twitter or join my Discord, then that's a good place to um, to find out when I update stuff. Uh, what else? And sooner or later, I'll have a Kofi that is also going to be at Ironoki. That's where you can find me. And, um... I think that's it. Well, then. Unless you're leading me towards no, something no, that I... No, I've I don't have any... I don't have an ulter- uh, ulterior motive. I just, uh, wonder, wonder <laughs> whether I should just tell people to do thing. Should I tell people to do thing? Do thing. <laughs> you should tell them to do All thing. All right, folks. Uh, do yeah, thing. Yeah, if you, if you're trying to... If you got a thing to do, do thing. <laughs>